Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Them Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I am Jared Dam back in the building once again. And if you're new here, let me tell you how we do things around here. It's About Damn Time is a podcast about self-journeys of self-discovery. I'm trying to build a better me. I'm taking people along the, 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 the journey with me to help people build better DMs. And I, I got my favorite functional therapist, Functional nutritionist, therapist, practitioner. So I was practicing that in my head beforehand, but I have mixed up the words. Bettina right. Henry in the building once again. What's, what's going, going on? What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much. What's going on with you? I'm so happy to be here. You're my, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. And I'm just excited because I know that this episode is going to be yet another fun, informative, powerful episode so i'm excited i'm excited I, i'm excited to talk well i'm excited to talk to you and i've i been kind of dreading talking to you at the <laughs> same time because i know you about to i know you about to get on me and um just to remind listeners who who, who made uh, check out our episode previously um t- tell tell them exactly what a, a functional uh <laughs> nutrition therapist <laughs> practitioner is let me let me Besides tell you that being a mouthful Okay, it's a lot. That's why, you know, the le- we just, we use the abbreviation. We just use FNTP, mm. just, you know, just to mm-hmm. make it less of a mouthful, but it's so functional nutritional therapy practitioner. So I am um, all of those things in, in one, uh, uh, you know, bubble. Mm-hmm. And basically what that means is I help people to uh, be able to heal their bodies from the inside out. Functional nutrition is all about taking a holistic approach to wellness, to health, and addressing the individual person's um, unique needs and not just taking a symptom-based approach to whatever health issues that they are dealing with. So for example, I specialize in pre and type 2 diabetes. And so I'm all about being able to show people, you know, and teach people um, how to use food as medicine, you know, and not have to rely on Western medicine for conditions that are preventable and or reversible as well. Like, so I don't, I try not to come across as, you know, anti-Western medicine. I do believe that there is a time and place, but when it comes to chronic illnesses um, that are manifested due to lifestyle habits, you know, that is where I try to help people you know, take a, take a bird's eye view, zoom out a little bit, you know, and address, you know, what your lifestyle habits are from day to day and how that might be contributing to some of the illnesses that we're battling today. Miss Cornbeck, we had, we had a great conversation. I know you specialize in diabetes. I'm a di- I am diabetic. Um, you know, so when we last talked on, on this, on this recorded line that, that <laughs> people can listen to, I was doing so very well. You, and you, and you sung my praises at the very beginning. Now, <laughs> I'm not doing bad, but I want to okay. give you, I want to give you an update about what's kind of been going on with me. Um, I know some stuff, you know, but some stuff you may not know. So I don't know. So, okay. I'm here. I'm all ears. I'm all, all ears. Right. So no, November, my dad died. Right. Okay. Okay. And so, so that turned into like, you know, me driving to Tampa, I got to go to Louisiana, I'm going to help out people. So the, the whole, the whole boundaries thing that I was already had struggling with, um, mm-hmm. it kind of grew out the window because I started trying to help everybody. So I kind of, I kind of reverted back to so then taking on people's problems as the people pleaser that I am. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that went, that went good. And then, and then, so, oh, oh, you know, so then I had stress. And then I decided, okay, you know what? This podcast is great and everything, but what you should really do is have is create this whole company where it's like a like a podcast label and production and content, you know, 
development type stuff. So, you know, that's a that's a little a little bit more stressful too. That's a lot, and, yeah. And then, you know, maybe because, you know, I, I wasn't really, you know, focusing on my diet so much because I was, you know, so busy, you know. Oh, let me just get something quick to eat. Mm. Uh, they don't require me to be in the kitchen and, and not like the the beautiful uh, stuff that you you be cooking in your <laughs> kitchen and then posting on Instagram. It'd be like, oh, I just get a, like a burger, you know, something like that. And then, right. And so that happened. And then, you know, because, you know, because, you know, I was exercising, right? Because I was like going to the gym and I was doing that. But, you know, like you'd be working late at night and you'd be like, oh, it's late. I'm, I'm, mm. You know, I'm sleeping. Right. So not exercising, not as much. Still moving my body. You know what I mean? The A1C is right like 6.8. You know what I mean? So oh, it ain't, not bad, not bad. Yeah, you almost yeah, there. You almost yeah, there. Yeah, so I, I mean, I ain't totally bad, but with all that stuff and then the stress and everything, I fell off. And I, and so I wanted to make sure that I threw the A1C in there so you wouldn't get on me too bad. Nah, he was like, listen, I done made some progress. It's not as bad as it could be, you know. No, but I think, listen, first and foremost, you said a mouthful, right? Like, you got to, you, you know, we got to take it back, right? We got to take it back to November. You just had a very, very, very traumatic experience with losing your dad. You know what I mean? And at, no matter how you say that, how, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's traumatic. You know what I mean? Losing anybody, but losing a parent, you know what I mean? That's, that's a big deal. That's not something that, um, you just brush over lightly. You know what I mean? And I think that, and again, perfect timing, as far as this conversation where we're talking about stress, you know, I don't think that people truly understand how, stress like how many different dynamics that covers you know what right, i'm saying right, like right. grief is huge mm-hmm. you know what i mean for you to experience something super sudden like you know the loss of a parent whether you knew it was coming or anticipated it or not that loss that transition is a huge deal and we have to acknowledge the psychological impacts that that has um and how those psychological impacts um impact your choices you know what i mean from then on you know what i'm saying and so i always tell people you know when it comes to grief and things like that that can definitely impact your blood sugar you know what i'm saying because that's a stressful time that's an overwhelming time you automatically you know threw yourself into fight or flight mode being like okay i gotta drive here i gotta do this what does everybody need i gotta be here you know what i'm saying on top of grieving you know, like it's it's major fight or flight. Just, you know what I'm saying? And nobody can tell you, oh, it's been a month. It's been two months. It's been three months. You should be over it. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Nobody can tell you that, you know? And so there's things that can happen in our lives that are very sudden and traumatic. And those are hard things to try to navigate, especially when you're trying to get your health in the right order. There's a period right. where you're just at a standstill and you're like, I know what I should be doing, but right now I'm stuck. You know what I mean? And so with all that being said, first off, my condolences. And second off, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Mm. And that, yeah, see, mm. I see you. That's, that's hard. <laughs> that, that part yeah. right there, yeah. that's the hardest thing for people to do. Because again, it goes back to that fight or flight. We always feel like if I'm not doing, if I'm not being productive, if I'm not striving for more, it's not okay to be at a standstill. Right. It's like you're wasting time. You're not being successful. You're not striving for anything. But it's like, listen, you got to give yourself rest, too. And not just physical rest, but emotional, mental rest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I think, yes, you got to have grace with yourself. And and that's where that's been like, I think, the topic for 2023, like overall for people yelling at me about doing stuff, you know. (laughs) You know, right. give yourself some grace, but I I think you make a kind of like a good point too because I'm constantly trying to grow, trying trying to be better, trying to be better than I was the day before. But but and, and here's the thing that this is how you get locked into it because that that stress from that grief you're trying to keep moving one so you won't you won't sit in it, uh, regardless of however my, my relationship my relationship was with him. You know, it still happened, so you still you don't want to sit in it one, and then two. Now you, now you at that point in time, like with me personally, oh shit, this I'm 43. You know, you know, life, life is you know short. You know, he just went, up, he just went unexpectedly. I got to get out all the stuff that I need to do, so I can't rest. I got to do it. I got to do it. Right. And so, and so then I'll promote. Oh well, today is self care Friday, so today I'll watch a movie. 
And then the whole time on the movie, I'm, I'm checking social media like, well, you know, how these stats doing and everything. Is this real that I put out? How that, how that's going? So it's not. It's it's kind of resting, but it's not really. Resting. But it's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That that's the hardest kind of rest is that mental rest. Right. People can rest physically all day long. Like I'm good for popping on. You know, my thing right now is Grey's Anatomy. So I'm good at popping on some Netflix, okay? Watching Grey's, okay? (laughs) Like, and I'm resting physically. I'm not, you know, doing anything. But mentally, your mind be going. You know what I'm saying? And again, that... Ooh, we, okay, I'm not going to step too far ahead because I'm sure you got some things you got to ask. But we we probably going to have to go all the way back. Like, it's so, like, (laughs) I think what people don't realize is a lot of the habits we have in our adult lives... They stem from childhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This is not something that you just, all of a sudden you became an adult and now you're this overachiever and now you're this people pleaser or now you're this, you know, I got to get things or whatever. No, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. It's the conditioning from our childhood. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for example, and I'm going to just, I'm going to touch on this and you tell me when we need to reel it back in. But (laughs) what I wanted to say though, so, and I'll use, you know, myself as an example well, not even just myself, but just in, in general, right? Sometimes you have kids that maybe, you know, was raised in a single household, right? Mm-hmm. Or they were raised in a big family like myself. Like for me, I'm the middle child. Right. So I wasn't the oldest and I wasn't the youngest. I was right in the middle. So there wasn't a lot of attention for me. And so because I did not get a lot of attention, I overachieved. I was a straight A student. I was, you know, very in, involved in all the clubs as far as like the school clubs and future business leaders of America and dance team and blah, blah, blah. Because in doing those things, it got me attention. Right. You know what I'm saying? So in my adult life, I still find that I'm this overachiever because I want to be recognized. I want people to say, hey, you're doing a good job. I need people to notice, hey, I'm doing all this work. Do you see me? Mm-hmm. That's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. That's a trauma response. That's a people pleaser response. Sometimes we get into these roles and we're just navigating on autopilot because of our upbringing. And it's not necessarily our parents' fault or anything like that. We don't say these things and we don't recognize or acknowledge these things to place blame. But it is for you to create awareness like, hey, why can't I just sit here and watch a movie and relax without having to check social media and see how my reels are doing? Right. Where does right. that come from? Right. You know what I mean? As yeah. as a woman, it's like, okay, hey, why is why do I feel awkward or crazy even or like I'm not enough if I'm not being productive, if I'm not taking mm-hmm. care of other people? Especially you know a black I mean? woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have to dig deeper and identify where those things come from because again, it's a trauma response. A seed was planted somewhere. Right. It wasn't all of a sudden. It could have been a traumatic event. It could have been neglect. It could have been abandonment. Could have been any of those things. And not just right. in childhood, but just again, as you're going through life, because life right. would be life and life just life do be <laughs> life. And, and, and I like that you took it back to that. So it's that's a good point. So it, it don't it don't happen unexpectedly. Like you like the, the stress that you have and the way that you handle stress, Absolutely. it's not it's not no brand new stuff. Mm-hmm. So like so you gave a you gave an example middle child wanted some attention so that's so you did all these activities and and, and shine me only child but i didn't and this is a, a realization that I, I i've gotten um within like the last couple of months mm-hmm. i don't feel like i deserve love so i had mm-hmm. to have this breakdown with my therapy session so me my overachieving people pleasing thing came like well i gotta i gotta prove to these people that they they should love me. Yes. They, they they should they should allow me to be in their life. And so even even now, like when I when I talk about falling back into old habits, that's exactly what I what I did. You know, when mm-hmm. when Dad died, like it's like I'm making sure all my my sister's good. You know, it's right around the holidays, so mm-hmm. I want to make sure the kids good. I'm doing right. this, and all of a sudden now I'm going back into as my as my mom and my therapist calls it. Captain Save a whole stage, and oh, that's what I was doing. Absolutely, yeah, for real. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Listen, listen. Yeah. We got to talk about. It. Can we talk about it? We got to talk about it. Listen. Let's go ahead. Okay, I gotta, I gotta touch on that because you said, oh my gosh. I, for one, I want to commend you for being able to admit that and speak that as your truth because that's very, very, very hard. That's like a deep, dark secret that we keep to ourselves. Like nobody's out here parading around announcing. I don't feel worthy of love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. nobody's out here saying that. That's that's 
that is very, that's like a sacred thing to ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so for you to be able to have the courage to say that, to admit that, you know what I mean? Not just to yourself, but hey, on, on the podcast, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Number one, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that because that's a lot of people's stories. Uh, but number two, what I wanted to say was, that is a huge indicator of, like you were saying, some of our habits, right? And I want to even bring it a little bit deeper, some of our cravings, right? Like some of our cravings. So for example, I just taught a masterclass not long ago about, um, and it was entitled, What Your Cravings Are Trying to Tell You About Your Unhealed Trauma. And that's what it was about. And when I tell you it was powerful, it was, whew, let me tell Ooh. you. But I want to ask you a question. I know this is your podcast, but I want to no, ask you No, 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 let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Are you? So I'm, I would say it, it. Just let me know if you relate to it. So one of the things that I was breaking down and I was telling people was that your cravings are going to tell on you way before you tell on yourself. Mm. Right. And so what that means is depending on the cravings that you're having, I can tell you what you're going through right then and there. So, for example, I see a lot of people because obviously I'm a diabetic nutritionist, right? So I see a lot of people who would label themselves as sugar addicts. They're just like, I need sugar. I need sweets. I will snort it off the counter if you put it in front of me. Like, I need sugar type stuff. Pretty much. Yeah, and pretty I would much. ask, I say, you know, you you have issues with love. You have issues giving and receiving love, not just giving love, but you have issues giving and receiving love. You know how I know that? Because you're craving sweets. Sweets are some of those things where we're just like, it's going to give us a huge, huge, huge dopamine release. And mm -hmm. dopamine is that happy, that feel good hormone, right? So when we're eating sugar, you ever notice how you feel a little bit better? You feel a little mm -hmm. bit more pepped up? You know what I mean? Because it's enough to distract you from the real feelings that you're feeling, which is I feel unloved. I feel unheard. I feel insignificant. You know what I'm saying? Sugar does that. People that crave crunchy foods, they're dealing with anxiety. You know what I mean? If you ever feel anxious or nervous or whatever, you go for the potato chips. You go for, you know, those pretzels or the crunchy stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why? Because when you bite into those, you know, cookies or the tra the um potato chips or whatever, it releases the tension in your jaw. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? So yeah. your anxiety goes away because you've gotten that release. You know, if you are craving creamy foods, like say, let's say you're an ice cream person mm -hmm. or a mashed potato person or something creamy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You you need some nurturing. Mm. You need to feel nurtured. Mm. You need to feel cared for. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're if you got a spicy food addiction, like that's where I struggle. That means you're dealing with some unresolved issues with anger. Wow. You guys, you got some you're angry about some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's not to say you're never gonna go put some hot sauce on your food. You know what right, I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. Cool. But it's just like, you know, when you just notice like I just it's almost like a I gotta have it, I can't eat this without it type of thing. Yeah. Then you that's when you know, like I tell people all the time, your body is always speaking to you. Always, no matter what, your body is always communicating with you. But the issue is we have never been taught to recognize that voice, uh. our internal voice when it is speaking. You know why? Because we're always stressed out. We're always in fight or flight. We're always, you know, this, that, and the other. We're always distracting ourselves. The issue is we're distracted, whether it's social media or Netflix or working or family, it's the distraction that keeps you from dealing with the things that are within you that are asking to come to the surface so they can be addressed. You know what I'm saying? I I'm going to be quiet. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you didn't, you didn't make my jaw drop. My mouth is wide open. I'm sitting there like, yo, this is wild because that's true. Like I was, when I was on that straight and narrow and everything, mm -hmm. I, I yeah, I still I still have a sweet tooth, and I you know, and I and mm -hmm. I, I kind of tempered it a bit, but yeah, I've been craving, especially like lately. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm like, yo, let me just get a sweet tea. Let me get, let me get this. Like right. I've been like, and mm -hmm. so and so when you sit there, also when you was like, yo, ice cream. So now I'm doing the the sweet thing, and I'm doing the cream thing. So I'm so I, I I don't deserve love, and I need to be nurtured, and and I've been eating ice cream like ain't nobody's business. <laughs> You hear me? Because again, but again, it's like that it's not necessarily a bad thing when you can now recognize, hey, I got some things that are asking, they're they're coming up for a reason. You know what right. I'm saying? And a lot of times we try to self-soothe with food 
to just bury it. You know what I mean? Because again, if we deal with the things that are coming to the surface, if we acknowledge them, and on one hand, we feel like we lose our power because we're admitting to ourselves that we're weak in this area. And number two, in order for that to happen, you got to be in a space of vulnerability. That's uncomfortable for a lot of people. To be vulnerable with someone, that's almost like giving your power away because that puts you at risk of somebody knowing your secrets and then exposing them or not knowing how to address them or help you heal or overcome them. That puts you, that vulnerability is very scary for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? But again, you got to see where that seed was planted. You can now go back to your childhood and say, I was the only child. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was the only child. And I didn't get the attention that I really needed as the only child. You know what I mean? So you can see how you're bringing that seed. It was planted in only childhood. And then as you grew, as you go through different relationships, as you go through different things and in your business or in your life or whatever, that's it's just growing roots. It's growing roots. Yeah, you drop you, you know? drop you dropping something right now. <laughs> you got me with that one. You all you always you you always creep up on here and then give okay. me something that I wasn't ready for. And I was just like, man, I had to I had to adjust myself in the seat and everything. Woo, man. All right, so I mean, it gets it gets real. It's it is real. And so and so when we talk about when we talk about stress and we talk about how it's it's not just it's not just current, it's it's overall. So people are, it's not even traumatic experiences. People are just const, have that constant stress in their lives mm-hmm. because they, and obviously they, they're they self, like you said, self-soothing with food and everything. Right. So how how does stress affect, you know, you know, your weight control, like weight loss and diabetes and all the other stuff from, from a health perspective? How, how does it, it do that? Oh, for sure. So I think, you know, I'm always talking about how you know, specifically with diabetes, but this is kind of like all across the board, right? I think that people don't realize that when you are stressed out, they don't, you don't understand what's actually happening in your body when you're stressed. We just think, oh, I'm stressed out. You know, my boss is pissing me off or whatever. My kids are getting on my nerves. I'm just stressed out. But we don't understand what is happening internally, and how that's going to affect weight loss or how that's going to affect your heart or your blood pressure or your blood sugar, right? So for example, when you become stressed out with meaning, meaning, first of all, you got to understand what stress is, right? Stress is how your body responds automatically to anything that it perceives to be a threat, anything. So if your body, if your mind perceives that it is under threat. And a threat can be anything that's going to cause a physical, emotional, mental, environmental, you know, change, basically. So anything you, that your body perceives to be a threat, it's going to trigger the fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. When the fight or flight response is triggered, you got to understand what ha- what happens with that. Your heart starts to pump faster. You start breathing more shallow. Your blood pressure rises. Your blood sugar rises. Because hormone changes are taking place. Right, right, right. right, As as soon as you start stressing out about something, and like I said, it's anything that you perceive to Mm -hmm. be a threat. That could be a person. That could be a story that you made up in your mind. Mm -hmm. That could be fear of being unloved, not worthy of love. That's a threat to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Anything could be a threat. Watch Grey's Anatomy at night. Let me tell you something. Okay, it's a threat though. It's a threat. And so again, whether something is real or imaginary, your body is going to respond the same way. And that's what people miss out on. You yeah. got to remember that your brain is what you call an image oriented organ. That means whatever picture you see or create in your mind, whether it's good or bad, your body is going to respond. Mm-hmm. So that's why the way you think matters because based on what you think that's going to dictate what you believe right you know what i'm saying and the beliefs are stories are videos are pictures that you create in your mind so when your body triggers the fight or flight response that means the stress hormone cortisol is at an all-time high and you don't want cortisol running the show cortisol is like the big guns you only want that to come out 
when there's a real threat, if you're being robbed, if somebody has a gun to your head, if you're in front of an animal that's about to eat you, then cortisol needs to be released to help you fight that animal or that situation or flee to safety. Right. So cortisol in and of itself is not bad, but what is happening more often than not is that cortisol is just constantly running at an all-time high because we're constantly in a state of stress. And we are in a state of stress that is that is not necessarily needed for survival. A lot of our stress is, is because of our triggers, because of unresolved things that we're dealing with. So what, what happens? So obviously you need cortisol, fight or flight, you know, to, to help. What ha- and then you say it's a big gun. What happens when you're in that state of constant stress and cortisol is keeps pumping and pumping and pumping? What is that? What does that look like to people? Mm-hmm. What is that? How, how does that feel in your body? Mm-hmm. Like, how, what, what's, what's that like? It's interesting because first and foremost, you have to realize that your body is like a master adapter, right? Like our bodies are going to adapt phenomenally to pretty much anything, right? And so a normal physical response of stress, like when that fight or flight response goes, your heart, like I said, your heart's going to pump faster. Your blood pressure is going to go up. You're going to start breathing more shallowly, all that, all the kind of stuff that helps you get the energy to run away, you know right. what I mean? Or to fight. So, you know, like if you ever got in a fight before in high school or something, like you, yeah. you pumped up, you just like, all right, right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go off. That's the whole point of the fight or flight response is to help you respond quickly and almost without thinking. It's just, it's you spring into action. So you know how you have some people or maybe you yourself, whatever, but we all know somebody that just will go off at the drop of a hat. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's cortisol. That's the fight or flight response. Like they just ready. They'll just react. You know what I'm saying? And so you have those physical things, but you got to remember during a stress response where that's necessary for survival, for your heart to be pumping like that and stuff like that. When the threat is gone, it's supposed to go away. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're constantly putting intense pressure on your heart and it's beating harder than it should, it's going to lose its form. Right. You're going to go into congestive heart failure or have a heart attack. Right. If you are continuously, you know, if your blood sugar just remains through the roof because you're stressed, well, you're going to have tons of inflammation in your body. You can go blind. You're going to lead to, you know, you're going to have blood circulation issues. You can have a stroke. You know, those kinds of things definitely happen if you're constantly in that mode. But what happens is, like I said in the beginning, your body is a master adapter. And so normally you would say, you would be able to say, all right, I'm stressed out. And stress is going to look and feel different to every person. Sometimes people feel stress in their jaw from clenching their jaw so tight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people feel stress in their shoulders because they're so tense. Some people feel it in their lower back because cortisol and adrenaline get released from your adrenal glands that sit on top of your kidneys. That's your lower back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people feel it at the top of their head. They get headaches. So the way that you experience stress is going to look different from the next person. And that's why it's important for you to tune in. You got to tune into yourself. You got to recognize how your body experiences stress. So you know when you're in the stress response. I know when I'm stressed out, I get a headache. So if I'm walking around and I got a headache, I need to slow down and be like, Medina, what's going on? What what's going on? But we don't do that. No, no, we, we keep don't pushing slow through. down. We, can we keep pushing through? Like just like, absolutely, you know, let's, absolutely. Let's push through. Let's push through. Mm-hmm. Because even yeah. now, as I'm talking to you, like and it, it happened, it was it was starting to feel that way prior to us getting on on the call, and I mean, you know, recording to the episode and everything. And so as I'm recording this now. My shoulders, like just like you said, my shoulders, I always get in my shoulders. My shoulders are really tense. Yeah. And then right below my stomach area, it gets mm-hmm. like super hot. Oh, for sure. And so now I've been, so in order to combat that, I have to put like magnesium oil, mm-hmm. you know, in, in those areas and everything. Mm-hmm. I must have put enough in there because these shows are that popular. <laughs> but again, that goes to, to tell you though, like, okay, you got to create that awareness now. Yeah. What was happening before, were you nervous about the episode? Were you nervous about something prior to record? And it, that's okay, but this is how you unpack that. You say, okay, why am I feeling stressed right now? What's going on? And you slow down. You got to be like, all right, what's going on with me? How are you feeling? 
And then you yeah. use your tools to bring your body out of the fight or flight response. Once your body triggers the fight or flight response, it takes 20 minutes for it to come out of it. Mm. It takes 20. As okay. soon as it's triggered, okay. it's going to take 20 minutes, assuming that you are using the necessary tools to bring yourself out of it. Now, if it gets triggered and you just continue stressing over everything, it's going to go longer than that. That's the problem. And again, your body is a master adapter. So after a while, and what I what I find more often than not, especially with a lot of my students and clients and things like that, they've reached the point where they don't know how not to be stressed. That's me. You do, yeah, you don't yeah. know how not to be because your body has now adapted to the stress. A lot of my clients who are used to having their numbers in the three and four hundreds, now it's in the two hundreds or the one hundreds. Their body is having to adapt to wellness now. So they feel extra tired. They don't have any energy. They're like, something's wrong. My blood sugar is better, but I feel so tired. What's going on? Your body has to adapt now to wellness because it is used to functioning in dysfunction. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's exactly what it is. I, I feel like I'm stuck in fight or flight. Like I Absolutely. feel like I feel like that's where I've been, and I, and I can't. I can't even tell you how long it's been. Like most like, people I, can't. I, yeah, I've been operating yeah. like this for like so long now, and so like when I when I. I, and, I, and I I feel what your students are saying is it's, it almost feels weird when you get relief. So like right. if I'm if I'm if I'm like relax, I almost I literally tense up because I'm like, why is my body not? Yep. <laughs> why do I not have this tightness in my shoulders? Like yes. why am I relaxed? And it's and and it's it's gotten so bad for me that is that it shows up physically, you know, in like things that I do now. Like beforehand, I just you know you feel a little stressed for a little while and they kick in. But like I said being stuck in it where it's the new normal mm -hmm. that's that i think that's the biggest problem for people where yeah. so how do you how do you start to alleviate that how do you how do you how do you not make this the new normal how do you go back to the old normal <laughs> <laughs> no i feel that i feel that but answering that question though you got to realize has there ever been a a non-stressed state of normal for you most people don't have never experienced that and they've Something never else. had an example of that. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. That's what's hard. We don't know what normal looks like because again, when you think about it, and that's why I say you got to go all the way back. Yeah. You got to go all the way back. And I tell my clients all the time, I was like, you got to, you got to start in childhood. And sometimes you have to go even before that, if you look at the things that your parents were going through at the time of your birth, you were born into that stress. Mm -hmm. And if all you saw around you was mommy constantly stressed out, you never mm -hmm. seen mommy take a deep breath. You never right. seen mommy relax. You never seen mommy go have fun. You've never seen that. All you've seen is she's always doing something. She's always busy. She's doing going, 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 going. Well, guess what? In childhood, you are the most the most vulnerable, but you're also like the most gullible and the most, you know what I'm saying? Like you like sponge just, soaking in absolutely, all of that. You're soaking you're, back. You shape the perception that. of your mm -hmm. reality as a right. kid. So mm -hmm. if all you saw as a kid was mama stressed out, daddy stressed out, this person stressed out, everybody angry, blah, blah, blah. I can guarantee in your adult life, you stressed out, you running, you don't know if you're coming and going, you, you can't sleep because that was your reality. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that it's impossible to overcome because again, you got to set your intention. You know what you want to feel like. You know what you want to feel like, or I would hope so. And if you don't, that's your starting point right there. Right. If you can sit down and take a moment to say, okay, how am I feeling right now? Does this feel good? Do I like this feeling? Is this moving me closer to my goals and the things that I want to accomplish? If the answer is no, then okay, you're, you have an invitation to make a change. The first thing you have to do is say, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. How do I want to feel? Right. How do you want to feel? Well, okay. And this is one of the first lessons I have in, um, in Dominating Diabetes Academy, my online course, right? One of the first things we do, because you have to realize that you're trying to develop healthier habits. This is about habit formation. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
So you identify how you're feeling, then you identify how you want to feel. So for example, if I say I'm super stressed out right now, I don't get good sleep, I'm anxious all the time, but I want to feel peaceful. I want to feel calm. I want to feel level-headed and like I'm in control. Okay, beautiful. You know how you want to feel. What habits, what environments What foods are in alignment with those feelings? You know what I'm saying? What's in alignment with that? If I say I really want to feel peaceful, when I think of the things that I identify as bringing peace, I think of yoga. I think of walking outside barefoot in the grass. I think of drinking smoothies. (laughs) I think of, you know what I mean? Like all that aesthetically pleasing stuff you see on Instagram. I think of those peaceful, you know, meditation. I think of that. So then what I have to do is say and see, identify the habits that I have right now that are leading to stress and anxiety. And I have to say, okay, this habit right here, that's not in alignment with peace. So I got to change that habit. If first thing in the morning, I'm flying out of the bed and I'm rushing to get ready for work. Right. That's not in alignment with peace. Right. So what do I need to do to align with peace? I need to get up maybe 15 minutes early and I meditate first thing in the morning. Why? Because that forces me to slow down. It forces me to like take a deep breath and recognize I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? So you have to align your habits with those feelings that you want to feel. And for everybody that's gonna look different, you have to decide what it is for you. That's the first thing. Yeah. The first thing is the awareness part of it. I teach the ABCs of stress management. The A is awareness. When you're sitting down and acknowledging how you feel right now and the habits that are leading to those uneasy feelings, that's awareness. You're bringing awareness to it. You know what I'm saying? No, it makes it makes a lot of sense, and, mm-hmm. and you're right. It's different. It's different for everybody. So mm-hmm. that whole evaluating how you want to feel, because because as you as you're saying this, I'm sitting there thinking, well, how Jerry, how do you want to feel? Like you know, like I'm, like I'm asking myself these questions. That's why I'm zoning off in the space. I'm like, how do I want to feel? And I and I think mm-hmm. for me, me personally, I just want to feel relaxed because mm-hmm. I never really, I don't. There's not one scenario in life. Mm-hmm. Where I'm, where that I'm relaxed in without mm-hmm. without act, having to have some prescribed medication from a doctor right. or right. Eat, even sleep. I feel like I have a. I feel like I'm stressed in my sleep. Like you oh, know, oh yeah, yeah. That sounds crazy, but it's more common than people yeah. realize. Absolutely, absolutely. So th- there's not one thing on this earth that does not stress me. Like 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 mm. I'll, like and 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 then, you know think a couple things. You be like, well, what about that now? <laughs> No, nah, I'm stressed there too. I'm stressed there okay. too. Okay, <laughs> like, listen. <laughs> your boy is struggling. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Your boy is struggling. <laughs> so I feel you. So, so when I when I look at when I look at that in in I I did I have recognized that the slow morning thing. Like I, I want to get back in, into doing that kind of ease into the morning because I love what you said about that. That's from for me. I was. You know, most days I work from home, so mm-hmm. I was setting my alarm. You know, I'm supposed to be logged in by seven, so I'm setting my alarm clock for for six forty-five, and I'm, I'm up and I'm moving. I'm trying. Well, actually, I hit the snooze button at least once, but I don't know. If I'm, no, come I'm on, student, come but. on, radical and then, honesty. And then, <laughs> and then, and then after that, I'm like, okay, now let me let me hurry and turn this thing on. Let me wipe the cold out my eye. You know, try to move this, try to see what what I'm doing. But I I started for a while waking up a little earlier, just to kind of just sit there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, get me get give me a bottle of water and drink it and drink it slowly. Just you know, right. kind of try to sit there and, and map out in the, the day like how I want the day to go. You know, because when I was also when I was prepping at night, so I was you know writing out the, the list of things that I wanted to accomplish in, in that night. So right. when I tell you, I felt completely off. So I'm not making that list at night. And so now okay. I was scrambling in the morning. And so now I, I'm I'm playing total catch up. My kitchen ain't clean. I, I had to do laundry. <laughs> I ain't okay. bought I ain't bought groceries in like four or five weeks. I oh just trying to tell you, it's a it's a complete scramble right now. Mm-hmm. But it's that state of stress that you live in, and and it's it's like you say it. It's not taking that time to sl- to slow down, just to mm-hmm. figure it out what you want, mm-hmm. and then moving moving accordingly towards that. So 
Yes. It seems so easy. So why is it so hard? Because we make it hard. <laughs> we make, I gotta be, I, I'm gonna be honest. You, we have to start practicing radical honesty. Mm-hmm. Not just honesty, radical honesty. Because when it's radical honesty, it means you got to have the courage to look yourself in the mirror or sit down with yourself and be like, you are the problem. Mm-hmm. You are the problem. The reason why we don't know if we come in or go on, the reason why we crying all the time, the reason why we so stressed out, you are the problem. You are the problem. We can't blame nobody else. And I think that is what keeps a lot of us stuck is we want to blame somebody because it's easier than dealing with our own stuff. It's not hard. It's not hard. We make it hard. We make it hard because we say, oh, my God, you want me to get up earlier? Oh, my God, that's just so hard. It's not if you go to bed earlier. Right. It's not if you turn the TV off. It's not if you put your phone down. It's not hard. But again, we want to keep being so distracted. We're like, oh, my gosh, if I stop doing this, you know, I'm, I'm going to feel this way. Well, well, that's the whole point, because how you're feeling right now, you're miserable. I am. I am miserable. You I mean, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not miserable, miserable, but I'm miserable. If I'm, if I'm just being yeah, honest. But, yeah. I mean, you want to feel better and you want to yeah. be in a better place than you are right now. You yeah. know what I mean? And again, exactly. that takes radical honesty, but it also takes honoring the baby steps. Honor the baby. You don't have to go from zero to 100. And I don't recommend that you do. A lot of times we take on this all or nothing mindset. That's one of the worst things that you can do. The worst. You have to honor the baby steps. And sometimes what gets hard about honoring the baby steps is first one, sometimes we feel like that's an insult. We'd be like, no, I could do more than this. Like, you just want me to wake up 15 minutes early? Like, no, I could do an hour. I could. I'm yeah, sure you can. I'm sure you can. But can we commit to 15 minutes for you? If you can't do 15 minutes, you are not going to be able to do an hour consistently. Right. That's the thing we want. We want sustainable and we want consistent. You mm-hmm. got to be consistent with the baby steps. If you can't do that, you're not going to be able to do more. You'll be able to do more for a week or two. But then you're going to find yourself right back at square one because you did not honor the baby steps. There's no shame in in going slow. When you were a baby, you didn't come out the womb running. No. You didn't do it. You didn't. You weren't even walking. You weren't crawling or nothing. The first thing you had to do was lift your head up. So learn how to lift your head up. Go back to being a baby. Lifting your head up might be, all right, I'm going to drink one bottle of water a day because I'm used to drinking a six pack of beer. Yeah. All right, Cool. Your baby step might be, I'm going to get up 15 minutes earlier than I am right now without pressing snooze. That's a baby step. Your baby step might be, listen, I like eating fast food, but instead of eating out all day, I'm going to only have one meal out a day and I'm going to cook my other two meals. That's a baby step. Yeah. It's little. It seems insignificant, but it's something. And once you can be consistent with the baby step, then you can add the next step. Once you learn to lift your head up, then you can learn how to roll over. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just lifted your head up. You ain't running yet. You ain't right. there yet. You ain't right. there yet. And think about how long it takes a baby to do that. The baby right. got to be five, six months before it can sit up on its own. Right. That's so true. how you think you're going to come right out the gate? Talking <laughs> about some, I'm about to go to the gym for two hours a day and I'm a juice cleanse and I'm a, you're doing too yeah. much. And that's yeah. why we get frustrated because it don't take all that. Yeah. It, no, don't, right. it don't take you're all right. that. We want the instant results right away. We, we want, want the instant the... results. Yeah. Absolutely. And they yeah. get mad when we don't see them and they'll be like, well, I'm doing all this work. Nothing's working. No, that's not the truth. It does work. But because you're stressed out about it, that's why it's not working. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to do all this stuff, not realizing you're stressing yourself out. You're stressing yourself out trying to put so much on your plate. You're going from zero to 100. That's too much. Most people, especially in the diabetes community, the reason why you're so stressed out is because you're doing too much. You need to simplify it. You don't need to do all the things right now. That's why I have the five-day blood sugar reboot. You can lower your blood sugar by 50 to 100 or more points in five days. You know how you do that? By simplifying it. Mm. By going back to the basics. That's how we do. That's how I've gotten thousands of people to lower their blood sugar in five days. 
five days. Just f- less than a week. Everybody got five days. Everybody got five days. By the way, all all these links to the the the, the ABCs, <laughs> the the dominating diabetes, the you know the the lowering your blood sugar in five days. All all these links are gonna be conveniently located in the show notes. So we out we out here. Let's go ahead and click on it. We got you. okay. We got you. We got, we got you. you. <laughs> but uh, I do want to ask you this. All right. So since you give me all these tips, you give me all these tricks. You you, you blew my mind with the, with the whole stress thing. I know you got like some kind of secret for me. What's what's the What's the secret combination of, of nutrients <laughs> and food that I need to eat? Because because you say food, you know, you know, you using food as medicine to help with everything. That right. helps. So what's the nutrients in the in the food? What's that combination I need that's gonna make me lower my stress and then make me just feel better as an overall person in general? I know okay. you got like a, I know you got something for me. I I am gonna blow you out. You know why I'm gonna blow your mind? Because number one, you're diabetic. And what I'm getting ready to tell you is gonna be completely opposite of what you've been told to do as a diabetic. Mm. It's gonna be completely opposite. Completely opposite. What eat is sugar? The, <laughs> eat sugar. <laughs> okay, not that completely opposite. Okay. 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 Well, what kind of though? Okay. What's the number one thing besides I mean, sugar falls in that category, right? But what's the number one thing that all diabetics are very afraid to eat? I, I, I know where you're going with this. Fruit. Fruit, absolutely. And fruit yeah. is what? Fruit is a carb, right? Fruit is a carb. Fruit, it got glucose and sucrose Come on. And, and fructose and all, all the toasts. All, all of the that. All the toasts. Okay, all the toasts. All right. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, the, the secret ingredient, if you want if I, if you want me to be completely real with you, the, the secret formula is eating more carbs. Whoa. That's how Whoa. I help you. I tell people to eat more carbs. Eat all the carbs. Huh? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Come on. Wait, yep, wait, I know. Wait. I know. I know. And you know, it's completely the opposite of what Western medicine says to do. Exactly. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down to you. I'm telling you to eat more carbs. Eat all of the carbs. Eat the carbs. Eat the carbs. Because this is how Western medicine works. Western medicine says. Your blood sugar is high, so we're going to avoid the things that make your blood sugar go up, right? Right, right. Carbs are going to make your blood sugar increase because carbs break down into glucose, right? right. That's that's a true statement. Right. That's a true statement. But you're addressing the symptom of high blood sugar. You're not addressing the root cause of why your blood sugar is high in the first place. There's the symptom. Yes, you do have diabetes. Diabetes means you have the symptom of high blood sugar. Mm -hmm. But the root cause of diabetes is insulin resistance. That's not caused by carbs. That's caused by fat. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. And here's why. You got to remember, before you have a cellular issue, you have a blood issue. Mm -hmm. Blood travels through every organ, tissue, cell in your body. There are certain places in your body that are not designed to hold excess amounts of fat. Okay. So when we are used to eating high fat foods, that means dairy, that means your cheese and your yogurt and your milk and your eggs and your, you know, when you're eating saturated fat from animal products, when you're eating fast food, that's high in trans fat and all the cooking oils and all that kind of stuff, your blood becomes fat. Your blood becomes very thick. And so as your blood is traveling through everything, guess what's going to happen? That fat is going to accumulate in places it should not. Right. And when you're dealing with diabetes, that means your liver and your muscle tissues. Right. So if your the cells in your liver, which are designed to store glucose, are clogged with fat, When you go eat carbs, your blood sugar is going to rise. And instead of your body having the ability to take that excess glucose and put it into your liver cells the way it is supposed to, it's going to remain in your bloodstream. And so now carbs have a bad reputation of don't eat carbs are going to spike your blood sugar. But you're not addressing the reason why your blood sugar is spiking in the first place. Got you. So when I have people and I tell people to eat more carbs, I'm not saying go overdose and Pop-Tarts and candy and Kit Kats. I'm not saying that. 
What I am saying, that's what I was right now. Because that was your mindset. See, I already nah. That's not what I'm saying. Let me be clear. So, so those, so those more pop tarts. Because I was going, I'm about to go to the store after this. See, uh, 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 you, you know what, and you know better. I know you know better. So let's not act brand new, okay? Because you know better. No, I know. But what I am saying is, when I say eat more carbs, you have to remember that there's a difference. Um, in the types of carbs that you're eating, not our carbs, not all carbs are created equal, not all sugar is created equal. There's a difference. Okay. And so I have people eat loads of complex carbs. And what that means is tons of fruit. And we all know that fruit is very, very scary for the diabetes community because you're like, oh my God, that's carbs, but it's also sugar. Again, not all carbs are created equal. Not all sugar is created equal. And fruit is some of the most insulin sensitizing foods that you can eat in the world. If there's one food that you can eat that'll make all your troubles go away, that's going to be fruit. And so I have people eat tons of fruit according to the circadian rhythm. You know what I mean? Understanding your circadian rhythm and understanding, you know, when to eat the fruit is going to be really important as well. Um, But eat tons of fruit. Eat your non-starchy veggies, your leafy greens and your bell peppers and mushrooms and, you know, tomato, all that kind of stuff. But also eat your starchier carbs. Eat brown rice instead of white rice. Do quinoa. Eat some farro. Do wild rice. You know, eat the potatoes. Eat the pasta. Not white pasta from white flour, but you can do, you know, there's protein pasta. There's chickpea pasta, lentil pasta, brown rice pasta. So gone are the days where we don't have any options. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. about, you know, understanding that we're at a prime time. We have a lot of stuff available to us now. You know what I mean? So you can eat the rice and the beans and the pasta and all that kind of stuff. You're just navigating a better way to eat those things. We're just having ingredients that are better, not avoiding these things altogether. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? So when I say eat the carbs, I mean eat an abundance of complex carbs, those fruits, your veggies, your whole grains, your oats. Right. Your your beans and your legumes, eat all of those things in abundance, because not only are you going to be able to, you know, over time, regulate your blood sugar by using food as medicine to unclog your cells. Right. But you're also going to increase your body's carbohydrate tolerance. That's the only way to truly reverse diabetes. You know what I mean? So when you you know, because people would do. Uh, and this is no shade to anybody. I truly believe that people are doing what they feel is best for them. But if you're like keto, if you're like keto, yeah, yeah, I do not recommend keto because yeah, that's, keto, that's going against the opposite of what you just said. Exactly, it's, it's, it's extra fat. It's, it's mm-hmm. no, it's it's low low carb. They don't want you doing fruit. So yep. so your your in in theory your blood sugar might be down, but you you only like you say only addressing the symptoms. There and, you go. and then and then you. You normally raise your your cholesterol, your LCLs, and all that. There you go. Here's the reason my doctor is getting on me about my see, cholesterol. and then I'm gonna get on you too because you know you know better. But I was, but see, I was. <laughs> the, it's, the, it's the carbs, and so I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna eat less carbs. I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat less carbs. Yeah, yeah. Because, and again, it's a scary thing for you to have somebody say no, 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 no. Don't do what the doctor is saying. Do the complete opposite. Because again, we're supposed to be able to go in and trust our doctors. We're supposed right. to do that. But I think what we have to realize is the system of Western medicine does not work for chronic illness. Right. It doesn't It doesn't right. work. It does right. not work when, it, when we are talking about of reversing the root cause. It, doctors are trained in medicine. They're not trained in nutrition. And that's the the difference. You know what I'm saying? They are trained to match a symptom with a prescription. That is what they do. And it's not their fault. It's the system that the Western medicine system was built on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about healing, when we are talking about health care, not sick care, when we're talking about health and healing, everything we have already is everything that we need. But you got to eat real food. You got to eat real food and it doesn't have to be these super over the top, dramatic, super creative creations. That's not what I do. I got like 10 minutes to throw a meal together. 98% of the time I got 10 minutes. If it don't come together in 10 minutes, I ain't doing it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It just, that's the reality. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it, it, it can be hard is what I'm saying because we have a lot of people that 
hang on to their doctor's every word. And yes, they have the best intentions, but you got to know more about your body than the doctor knows. And that's where we get it twisted. We rely on our doctors to know more about ourselves than we know about ourselves. It's a partnership. Y'all working on a a, a plan for yourself. It's a partnership. They they can't, all they know is the symptoms that you tell them. Exactly. And so so if you're not, it's like you say, if you're not paying attention to your body, like knowing that you've been craving ice cream and, you know, and and everything and all the other stuff. (laughs) If you're not, if you're not paying attention to your body, you'd be like, yeah, I got diabetes. And they'd be like, well, take this. And and that's all the interaction that you have with your your doctor. That's it. That's all they got to give you. That's all they got to give you. And that's how a lot of people get stuck on medication. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a temporary fix. Yes, it is going to make your blood sugar appear as though it is in a healthy range. But is it solving the root cause? That's what you got to ask. Is it solving the root cause to where if you did not take this medication, your body would be able to regulate its own glucose the way it was designed to? If the answer is no, there's a better way. There's a better way. The whole point is healing, not temporary Band-Aid stuff. That doesn't get you long-term results. That's not sustainable. You mean to tell me I got to be on medication for the rest of my life? Yeah, I'm I'm not feeling that. That The rest, that's my only option is medication for the rest of my life. There's no way you can convince me that that's my only option. I don't care what it comes to. (laughs) There's no way. But again, we have to learn how to understand our own body. We got to know our own bodies and how they're functioning in dysfunction. You got to know how something is broken in order to fix it. If your clock is broken because it ran out of batteries, you got to know it ran out of batteries so you can change the batteries. Right. You can't just be like, all right, I'm just going to throw it away and buy a new clock. I mean, you can do that, but you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, it was an easier solution is what I'm saying. Exactly. You, you know what I'm saying? You can't throw, you can't buy a new body. So you, you can't you do might, that. You might as well f- figure out how to change these batteries. Exactly. You got to fix it. But if you didn't understand how it's broken or how it's not running right, you're not going to understand or you're not going to value this different approach of eat more carbs. You're going to be like, lady, you crazy. You ain't helping nobody. I don't believe it. You're crazy because you're telling them to eat more carbs. That's not what my doctor said. You know what I'm saying? But you got to understand. You got to go back to the basics of nutrition. You got to go back to the basics of healthy habit formation. And that requires for you to pull back, slow down, and simplify. You got to simplify. Start eating real food. Start eating fruits and vegetables. All right. Well, b- before I go, I-, I go and go get some fruit because apparently that's 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 my next stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, we we are here in my favorite segment of the show. It's about damn time. So, Tina, what is it about damn time for people to start doing to lower their stress to help them with healthy living? I love this. Can I just first before I say it, I love this segment of your show. I love this segment of your show. <laughs> I think this is so creative and awesome. Uh, So thank you for having this in your show. And what I'm going to say is it is about damn time for us to slow down, slow down. You got to get your body out of that fight or flight response. It is about damn time to start practicing radical honesty, start creating awareness around the triggers in your life. So that way stress doesn't control your life. It's not about what is happening around you. It is what how you are responding to what is happening around you. Everything doesn't deserve your energy. Everything doesn't need a response. So it's not about, oh, this thing is happening. This is triggering. How are you responding to those things? Because if you can control the way you respond, you can control your whole life. You can control your whole life. Stress will be out the window. And that's not to say that you're never going to experience stress again in your life. But you start having and taking your power back when you learn that everything doesn't need a response. Everything don't need a response. Start there. There you go. See, I, I love it. See, you you say you love this segment, but see, I love when you do this segment because you nail it every time. Like it's like it, it'd be like mm, that's a clip right there. Easy. Easy. I love that's it. a that's a layup clip right there. Bam, done. We got it. I love it. So so before before we go. Tell everybody where they can find you, Ed, because you, because you, you have you had opened so many minds for, while listening to this, and and then you, you provide all 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 the things that you do. So let everybody know where they can find you, Ed, so they can click on these links and, and get started with their health, and you can help them move forward to a to a, a healthier life and a less stressful life. 
There you go. I love that. You can always find me on Instagram at Queen East Nutrition. I know that you're going to have all the links to everything, you know, in the show notes and whatnot, but you can always find me on Instagram. I'm always showing um, and sharing different things there. I do have my five-day blood sugar reboot program that has helped thousands of people to be able to lower their blood sugar by 50 to 100 plus points in as little as five days. You can also join me inside of the five day, or I'm sorry, you can also join me inside of the Dominating Diabetes Academy as well. And yeah, you can you can work with me one-on-one. Listen, I got options, okay? I got options. So if you need help and you're ready to practice some radical honesty, you know where to find me, okay? She, she got you and she'll, and she'll keep you straight. And then even, even when you have her on, on, the, on the podcast, she's been looking <laughs> and side eyed you like, hmm, I... You know, I do not. I, like, <laughs> I'm just checking in with you. What you okay. doing? We we ain't checked in in a while, and you know what? It, it, it has been a a while, but but I need to go ahead and tell you this that you're amazing. I know I told y'all I was gonna check in with you and let you know that, but I, I so appreciate you. Thank I am, you. I, I, am, I am so happy that you, my friend. You know oh, I mean? listen! You ain't supposed to be, you know, having me cry on the podcast. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be tough over here. It's supposed well, you to be al- keeping it together. You almost had me crying with, this, <laughs> with those sweet things. So we we even. We are I even. appreciate <laughs> you though. I appreciate you, and you know, I'm gonna continue checking on you because listen, you are right there. There's no reason why by the end of the summer you should not be free of diabetes, sir. So I'm gonna need you to get with me, okay? Right. I'm gonna need right. you to get with me. It's it's time to overcome some things it's time to take control of your health because you got this you got about, this you can do this it's, it's about, about damn time. time yeah okay it's about damn time okay <laughs> it's about damn time thank you for joining me this week on it's about damn time hey if you like what you heard follow this podcast on facebook twitter and ig and join the conversation on this week's episode link to all my socials in the show notes You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.